hero. How noble. Oh, wait. You didn't stop JFK from getting assassinated. Or make sure Hitler stayed in art school. You saved your mommy. You missed her. And in a supreme act of selfishness, shattered history like a rank amateur. Turned the world into a living hell moments away from destruction. And I'm the villain? I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Wow, we are diving into a different little universe here. Yes, we are. We've done the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm sorry, We've done the a different Superverse. Can't believe we, we missed that one off the rip. All right, let's start again. Take it from the top. From the top. All right. We've entered into a new Superverse this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've done the Marvel Cinematic Superverse, the DC Extended Superverse, and now we're dipping our toes into the DC Animated Superverse. And that, of course, starts with Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox. This is a. Does it start with this? This is the first movie. Oh. That's why we. Uh, that's why we're starting of here. Of course, of course. So I mean, there's a ton of DC animated movies. My understanding is that from 2013, when this movie released, up through 2020, there was a 16th movie in the series um, that creates kind of like a loose continuity, and that's its own little pocket. Uh, I don't know. You know, what makes it different from other DC animated films? Haven't seen uh, any of them, or maybe like a couple here and there. But uh, honestly, this one feels like it could be happening like at the tail end of a, of a universe or just like right in the middle somewhere. But this is what they decided to start with, which I think is a pretty bold choice. Do you know if the other ones are like same like era? I really have no idea. I was like looking on the Wikipedia article for this universe, and so this one comes first. The second movie is also a, a, it's another Justice League called Justice League War, which I saw the uh, poster for when we were just watching this last night, and that seems to be like another team-up movie against like Darkseid, big like world-ending event. And I know that there's at least a couple more Justice League movies, but then there's also uh, some... I think I saw, like, a Constantine movie or two. Uh, a lot of, like, solo things peppered in there. I have no idea how and this they is, relate to each other or what. And this is separate from the shows? Yeah, yeah. Which is its whole other... Yeah, the shows, I think, they're like, Justice League Unlimited is a show, and I think those are all unrelated. It's very... It's all very complicated. I'm sure um, <laughs> somebody out there is, like, really well-versed in this stuff, but I... You know, when, when What If was announced and being released, and that was critically received kind of on the lukewarm side. I would see a lot of comments talking about how DC has always really been on top of things on the animated side, uh, and this is one of the movies that people use as an example of them coming with their A-game. I mean, this movie got, like, really good reviews. Uh, just in my little reading some Reddit threads about it yesterday and today, uh, some people do consider this, like, one of, if not the best, animated superhero movies. So we're starting with a pretty acclaimed one. 
Well, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Donnell, yes. who encouraged us to dive into this area of DC. Yes, shout out to you, man. Uh, we've done, like, you know, we've done a bit of animated stuff before, but that's not something that we've really historically paid a lot of attention to or consumed. And I'm happy to, you know, see what else is out there because people really love this stuff. I was surprised by kind of like the crude art style of uh, the film. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of uh, late 90s, uh, like ABC mm-hmm. uh, morning cartoons or like Disney kind of yeah. cartoons. Um, like very tiny simple. Heads. <laughs> tiny heads and really broad bodies. I had jacked. a lot of comments on that like i just kept using the word beefy they are they are very beefy really beefy and i don't think if barry allen is a beefy dude no i didn't like it but in this he's beefy because he runs all the time he's constantly he's got a runner's physique you would think he should be looking like a gaunt superman (laughs) i'm curious to see like if that is consistent throughout these movies whenever flash shows up again i guess we'll see also they ran past any origins <laughs> in this. They did, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, because it was relevant to the plot, they really only focused on, like, his relationship with his mom. And we watched the first season of the CW Flash show, is that right? We watched the whole first season. Maybe not. We've seen a handful of episodes. Yeah. Like, we get it. And I know that <laughs> we do get it. Don't need to watch all nine seasons, so... Just going to preempt any CW uh, show fans out there. That's not on the table for this podcast. I would watch Supergirl. I, yeah, you know, okay. Maybe not the whole series. I, yeah. I've heard good things about Supergirl, Superman and Lois, and... uh, All of Smallville. (laughs) Yeah, all 10 seasons of Smallville. Legends of Tomorrow looks... Very stupid, but also looks fun. So, you know, if we're ever at that point where we need some more stuff. Gotham was started out good. Yeah. Yeah, Gotham's one of those ones that I I don't, I don't know. It's like disappointing how it went off the rails. Yeah. But, yes, Uh, there's lots to consider, but we're we're considering this beefy movie. We are. (laughs) Very meaty. The whole team, very beefy. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just how it is here. Everyone's got their shoulder, their wingspan is like eight feet long because their shoulders you could like sit on. Yeah. Like when they all started like showing up at the museum, I was like, holy moly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The art style does kind of remind me of something in particular, but I can't put my finger on it. And I don't know. It's like Johnny Bravo. Yeah. I do think (laughs) it is like Johnny Bravo. What's the, do the monkey. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if uh, if this is just standard like animated art because obviously I am not adept in animated stuff at all. I would still think of this as kind of new. This came out nine years ago, but like whether the other movies in this universe are gonna have the same style, I feel like a lot of the popular animated stuff right now, whether it's we're talking superhero stuff like What If or otherwise, there's that show like Love Death and Love Death and Robots on Netflix that people really like or arcane those have like very unique stylized animations yeah well even yeah bojack is even like um 
I compare that. Well, I guess that's pretty unique, too. Now that I think about it. I was going to say, like, Family Guy style of yeah. animation. My, like, well that I dip into is spider into the Spider-Verse, which is, like, a high level of animation. Incredibles, which is also, like, a whole other level. Yeah, like, these are, like, really expensive and, like, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. like, on, also, they're operating like, on another level. feature films, yeah. like... I mean, this was, like, I guess kind of a feature film. It was only, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, like, direct-to-video. You know, this yeah. is not this was not planned to be, like, theatrical release. The budget was probably not that high. They probably spent most of it on, like, some of the more celebrity voice actors that they had. Yeah. Like, it was jarring at the beginning, but I quickly, like, yeah. stopped caring about I, it. I agree. And you could also tell that the scenes where people were just standing around and talking and, like, static... You know, they save money in those places, but the fight scenes, a lot of those are, like, really well animated. And, like, in my opinion, some of them are, like, noticeably higher quality. Um, Yeah, I think it moved well. Yeah. It was just, like, the style was very um, cartoony. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's no other, there's no better, more apt word for it. Yeah, I think, like, what if, I'm going to keep bringing it up just because, like, it's the most fresh animated thing to me. And you love to compare Marvel and DC. I do. Put them against each other. I do. I'm not trying to do it in that way this time. <laughs> but I do think when when the animation team for What If were doing that, they developed like this unique style. And I think that was intentional to be like, this is not going to look like a normal like Saturday morning cartoon style of superhero animation. This is its own thing. And, you know, they're trying to translate to an extent, like the likeness of the actors that played those characters in the MCU. So I think they had a they had a different task. This to me felt very much just like an embracing of like a classic superhero animation. Um, are you ready to get into like the heavier plot points? Yeah, let's do it. Number one, Harry and or sorry, Harry, that's their couple <laughs> name, Hal and Barry, boyfriends. And then I feel like it was confirmed. Like, I had that note because Hal was like, I'm not leaving you. Like, I'm staying with you. And then, like, his mom is like, you're gay, you're gay. right? So you're hanging out with Hal Jordan all the time. I'm just saying, what were they trying to say to us? I don't know. Is Iris His quote-unquote Mary wife is, like, barely a character. Correct. Like, I didn't even know they were supposed to be married. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely don't get that across well until we find out in the alternate universe that they're not. And that's like, oh. I mean, like like most DC characters, my exposure to their story, background, supporting cast is extremely limited. So what I know about The Flash, I mostly know from the bit of the show that we watched and just people talking about the character as this movie <laughs> continues to elude us. Um so, oh, you mean like, like the Ezra Miller yeah. movie? So, like, I know that, like, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, we get introduced to Iris as a character, but, like, barely. Right. And she'll probably be in uh, the, um, the Flash movie, too. But those are also, like, younger versions of the Flash that we've seen. This is clearly, like, all these characters are established, which is why right. they, they I assume like, she's, like, the, the MJ. Story. Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like I needed name tags. Would have come in handy. It definitely would have come in handy. 
because we obviously know who like the main Justice League people are, but this movie's also like a cameo fest. And I think I I like only got lost a little bit <laughs> like in the middle of the movie. I think it definitely would have been better if we had like more of a wealth of DC knowledge and been like, oh, like we know who this character is just like by the right, design like, alone. Oh, fun that they have this person in it. Right. But like when Grifter popped up as part of the uh, like rebellion, I definitely thought it was Red Hood, who's a Batman character, not Red Hood, just also has a red mask on his face. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, but it, it really didn't matter. Like, it was enjoyable. Like, I just didn't know. Like, it would have been more fun if I was like, oh, I know who that's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that it, that was supposed to be Lex Luthor until, like, after he was dead. I kind of just guessed. I was like, it's a bald guy. And he was hanging out with Deathstroke uh, wearing a suit. I thought it was Wilson Fisk. <laughs> now we're really crossing universes. Same with, like, I think you were like, is that Aquaman? Because obviously this is not... Jason Momoa, Aquaman that we're working with. No, here. I didn't. I said, who is that? Yeah. And you were like, it's Aquaman. Classic, like, blonde, white guy, Aquaman, which is very right. much like, Also, yeah, blonde. Like, it, he looks like um, a beefier version of Patrick Wilson's character from the movie. Right. Who, of course, is also there and does not look like Patrick Wilson at all. So, uh, <laughs> so I did really enjoy that, like, I, I, we've talked about this before on Pod, but, like, the the DC world is very much, like, more comic booky because they have, like, these fictional cities that everybody lives in, so on and so forth, and it, it doesn't really ring any more true than the fact that there is a Flash museum, which I just... Okay, there's a Captain there's, America museum. But, like, you know, yes, you're right. But, like, they... And a Doctor Strange, like, monument. Yeah. In an alternate universe. Yeah, but, like... But still... But, like, we got the Flash Museum. and But he's still, captain. like, living. Like, that's weird. Yeah, and a cold museum, I believe, as well. Was that, that may have been, like, in the alternate universe. Just, like, a lot of museums. And, yes, of, of living people. Well, and, like, I think the benefit of it being animated is that you can, you don't have to be so serious. Like, the whole crux of the plot, or of the war, is that... Wonder Woman and Aquaman slept together. Yes. Consensually. Yes. To, and then, to form an alliance, as as they said. And then his wife was upset. Yes. And then she got murdered. And then they went in all-out war. After, like, they both chose to sleep with each yes, other. Yes, they slept together. I mean, the murder was rough. Yeah. He was... Aquaman was probably like, did you have to cut her head off? Right. Like, we couldn't have just talked about this. Or, like, maybe they should have had a conversation ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just really acted like he loved his wife so much, but, like, was willing right, to... Right, we saw what you did. You know. We saw what you did. We don't did. need to get into the details. Like, it's fine. No, we don't. Um, but, yeah, so... And also, given, like, what we have already said about them, being able to introduce all of these characters just off the bat without needing to give the audience any introduction, that also goes for all the villains... So when they start like piling up, I just think that's fun. Oh, like, at the very like, beginning, yeah. Because yeah. then at the in the alt world, some villains are on like good guys, yeah. and it's all it's a all, mix. The lines are all blurred over there. Yeah. But I also like that uh, there's two captains, and he's like captains Boomerang and Cold are here, <laughs> and I do love Suicide Squad. Of course, the best part of that movie was Captain Boomerang, 
and the fact that he's Australian is just a little character note that I enjoy. So, of course, he's Australian here, too. I appreciate that. We get some real goofy villains introduced in this little scene, though. I feel like there's only goofy villains. Yeah. In DC in we general. The the freeze ray. We got the guy who spins around like a top called The Top. We did have Deathstroke, who's like more serious. Yeah, but only for a little bit. Yo-Yo. Yeah. Like, come on. I, who I thought was just supposed to be Harley Quinn. Maybe it is like a bit of the Harley Quinn of that universe. but What do you mean? Harley Quinn's in DC? No, like of that alt universe. Like, Yo-Yo oh. is the Harley Quinn to the, the Martha Wayne Joker that we are introduced to later. I wish we had actually seen Martha Wayne's Joker. I want to say that the uh, the Flashpoint comic, I feel like... Uh, I've seen this movie. I watched this, like, pretty soon after it came out. I didn't remember any of this. This movie that we watched? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I think I maybe mentioned it when we first, like, when we first were talking about it, but... Uh, you know, nothing stuck. That was nine years ago. The Thomas Wayne stuff. I remembered that. That was one of the few things because I thought that was a really cool concept. Plus, when um, Batman v Superman came out, everyone was talking about the fact that they cast, um, what's his name? Why am I forgetting that actor's name? He played the comedian in Watchmen and he plays Negan in The Walking Dead. They cast him as Thomas Wayne and everyone was like, oh, well, you wouldn't cast like a, a name like that for Thomas Wayne unless you had plans for him later. I'm just saying another portrayal of Thomas Wayne that doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah. I to, mean, the, to the paragon, we Thomas all, Wayne we all know. <laughs> from the Batman greatest, Begins. The greatest movie character of all time, I Batman stand Begins. stand by what Wayne. I said. <laughs> I will not be talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, you know, this alt universe has a lot of really cool ideas. But I also want to say that the... I feel like the the idea of using the Flashpoint universe that we see in this movie as the outline for the live action Flash movie is a really bad idea. Is that what they're going to do? That was like discussed. I don't know what's going on, but like when that first was announced, they were like, do you How are they going to get all those characters? I know. They were like referring to it as Flashpoint and stuff. And everyone was like, what are you guys doing? I feel like it's just a fun play on words. It could be. But then people are going to have their expectations set for one thing. I just think you can't do a story like this in live action, like off the jump in the way that this movie approached it. Like people are expecting like origin stories for all their characters. And if you start throwing all these cameos in live action, it's going to be a lot messier. <laughs> Yeah, or at least jumping off from where we left Flash in Justice League. Which is, like, where? Like, just has powers, but hasn't really, like, come into their own yet. Yeah, it just, it wouldn't mean anything, really, if we if we are experiencing this story through the eyes of, like, a not very experienced Flash. Right. Yeah. Like, he was able to do so much in this movie because he was experienced, knew the world, knew his uh, partners. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't see how it would work otherwise. So I don't I don't think that's what they're doing anymore. But, you know, they also want to probably use it as like a universe resetting kind of thing. So. Probably not now with James and Peter. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Peter. Peter. <laughs> I I think they want to shed the all the Snyder stuff. Yeah, I think they do too. And I think as much as it hurts, you know, especially 
Henry, mm-hmm. which, you know, we played that video on the podcast. That doesn't age well. No. Age, <laughs> age like milk, as they say. Um, I, I also really liked the fact that, you know, like I knew the conceit of this movie going in, but being thrown into this alternate universe, like without Barry knowing about it. Yeah, I was like, did we miss something? Like, did we even see him go back in time to save his mom? Mm-mm. I was like, did I, like, look away for, like, five seconds? Nope. He, like, starts... He, like, like falls asleep or something. He, like, starts running, and then, it, yeah, like, it cuts. Um, yeah, it's very much like uh, we are learning about this with him, which is cool. Because I think they did a bit of this on the show as well, and I think that was very much, like, contextualized with him talking about how he can like use the speed force to like go back and save his mom. And everybody's like, you probably shouldn't do that. And then he does it anyway. So when things start changing, you know why, but this is presented as like a mystery, which I think is really cool. But he seems like surprised that his mom is there, which like, if he did go back and make that conscious choice, it's like, he doesn't remember that part. Cause obviously like when we see later, he's like, him, like stopping himself. Yeah. I think that's like a missing piece from the yeah. start. It's like, obviously, yeah, I keep saying obviously this podcast. What is that all about? I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> um, I guess they keep talking about the, yeah, the memories not matching up or like overriding each other. So I would chalk it up to that. Um, we have a little Grey's Anatomy reunion. Tell me more about that. There's two characters um, from Grey's that are, two actors from Grey's that are voicing characters in this. Karev is voicing The Flash, and then um, Owen is voicing Batman? Thomas Wayne Batman? No. I don't know. Didn't you say somebody else is voicing Thomas Wayne? Oh, no, you were saying that's in the Flash movie. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, I'll look it up while Maybe you the, talk. Maybe uh, the casting director is a big Grey's Anatomy fan. Well, I just was so surprised to see, his name is Justin Chambers, Karev, doing it because I was like, what's this guy been in other than Grey's? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he was uh, Batman Thomas Wayne. Nice. Kevin I- McKidd, who I also haven't really seen anything, but... Voice works. Uh, nice I think if you've been be in an in. iconic show like that, it makes sense that you would do voice stuff. Yeah. Because it's like people are only going to see you as those characters. For sure. As I did only call him Karev. Yes. <laughs> Proving your theory correct. I don't really know too much of the voice cast here. I mean, Michael B. Jordan playing Cyborg. Um, I feel like I've seen that C. Thomas Howell guy in stuff. Probably. Like his name sounds familiar. It does. Uh, of course, you know, Kevin Conroy doing Batman as he did up until his death this year. May he R.I.P. Maybe there were some other Carrie names. Carrie Elwes. Oh, right. Yeah. Doing Aquaman, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Nathan Fillion was Hal. Okay. So there were some the big ones. Danny Huston, who I recognize his face. Mm, I definitely General recognize Lane. that name, too. Um... Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool lineup. Ron Perlman. Right. Deathstroke. Bit part for Ron Perlman. The woman that voiced Wonder Woman voices her in a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, 
I guess most of these do. I think a lot of, like, at least the bigger names, like, obviously, um, <laughs> Kevin Conroy was voicing Batman in almost everything for, like, decades since he was doing the show back in the 90s. So I'm assuming that the other big heroes also have someone like that. The Flash, though, is not, like, he only voiced him. Karev only voiced him in this. Interesting. From what I can see. I wonder why. Um... Well, getting back on track, uh, getting introduced to this universe through the Thomas Wayne versus Yo-Yo fight is really cool because Batman using guns is an instant tip off to the fact that something is wrong. And the whole, I'm going to drop you off a building and then he always saves her or them and then doesn't. I was like, oh "Oh my gosh. If it wasn't obvious enough that, you know, from the glowing red eyes that this is not the normal Batman, there you have it. Um, we also get the Shazam kids. Ooh, that was fun. Yeah. I don't, of course, I don't remember anything from watching this, but I, I must have not known what the hell was going on when they introduced that. Because I definitely didn't know shit about Shazam until the movie came out. But it, yeah, that was an unexpected little cameo. Another major plot point I want to drill into is the president supposed to be Barack Obama? I think the president's supposed to be Obama. I don't know if the guy was like intentionally doing, doing it or not. Sometimes some of his intonations sound like Obama. I felt like he was. And I was like, is this just how this guy talks or is he doing like a... Or am I just being racist being like, it's a black president so it must be Obama. <laughs> he had a couple of the words that sounded like it, but then some that didn't. So yeah, I really don't know. I'm like, is this just like a mediocre Obama impression? Or not. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Absolutely could not tell you. All I could think about was just, like, this alternate universe is, as intended, like, really depressing. Like, it just seems like a bad time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, the Martha Joker one, pretty devastating. Yeah, it is. And I just think that's, that's a really cool idea, though. Yeah. So, like, props to whoever came up with that, because... Also, like, we're so tired of Bruce. Like, give us something different. We are. We are tired of Bruce. And the Thomas Wayne Batman on its own is a cool thing. And I hope another one of the, the movies in this continuity maybe, like, dips its toes back into this. Because I would like to see more of the Martha Wayne Joker. And, of course, uh, people love their theories. And now, with the mention of Martha Wayne, like, being institutionalized in the Batman, people were talking about that. But like, oh, interesting. I, I hadn't going. even thought about that. Yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. I think that was, that doesn't seem like something. I that, feel like um, it's going somewhere. I kind of thought it was just like background for the plot of that movie. It doesn't seem like something that the director of the Batman would be interested in doing. I guess. Because he already introduced another Joker. Just kind of an entry into the asylum. Yeah. Um. Also, I, so, oh, okay. I was just going to say that, um. I was worried that Lois Lane was going to be, like, at the center of this plot, like she is in Snyder's Justice League. Um, But, because they were like, where's Lois Lane? We have to find, and and then her plot was, like, nothing. And I was like, like, thank God. Frontline reporter. Because I was like, do we need another story where, like, the whole universe rests on whether Superman gets to sleep with Lois Lane? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, the answer stop. is no. I really like Lois Lane. I just don't like it being like all 
on her. That's not like world ending plot crux material. It's just not. No matter no matter who's directing or who's playing Lois Lane. No, she's just like doing her job. She's just like a character. Yeah. And Steve Trevor's trying to save her. Yeah, that was tough. Another I, I'm definitely like just catching like all of these like character names and nods. Obviously he's around for all of thirty seconds before he gets hanged on the lasso of truth, which is fairly gnarly. Wonder Woman Norman is she, she's very brutal. Yeah. I mean she does that. She kills Billy Batson Shazam as a kid. Like Yeah. You hate to see it. Um, I mean, Aquaman's no peach. No, and actually... He's building a nuclear weapon with another superhero. Yes. This movie is, like, really violent. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to I me... I was thinking that, too. ...is definitely DC being, like, this is not... These, this these isn't movies your are grandpa's not, like, Marvel movie. Right. Like, these are not... <laughs> these are not meant for children. Yeah. Like, so we are going to, like, make it very overt that, like... Yeah, someone's going to get their arm cut off. Somebody's going to get shot through the head, and we're going to, like, put the camera through the hole in their head. <laughs> Which, like, was so... Yeah, I was like, wow, okay. Go for it. We already talked about Lex Luthor, but him being in the field fighting is just very funny to me. He's not that kind of villain. He's out there with his little pistol trying to do his thing. Right, he's Doesn't. a mastermind planner. <laughs> Does not work. <laughs> Um, we get um, the Flash re-giving himself the power. So I guess that's like a little look into his origin story. Yeah. And like, I really don't remember or know his actual origin story. It's di- I think they do it a little bit differently yeah. in different stuff. Like, I don't think that's the origin story from the movie or the show, um, the CW show. But I, I do think it did involve a storm, an electrical storm, but I think it had to do with the night his mom died. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was something with, like, the lab that they there all was work a in lab, the show. Yeah. Star Labs. Um, and, like, the professor slash, what's his name? Thon. Yeah. Thrawn? Wait, is it Thrawn, Thrawn or Thrawn? Thrawn. Thrawn. Thrawn is a Star Wars guy. Yeah, uh, and we also, that was one of, like, the standouts from the Flash show. You mentioned that. I really liked him, yeah. Yeah, he was great. I mean, it's a great villain to have, like, someone that mirrors your abilities. Yeah. With the added twist that he's, like, from the future, and it's right. like, a very unique skill that, like, of course, only the the flashes of the world are able to time travel like that. And I also like that they lampoon, like, when they first said his name, I was like, yeah, what what's up with Eobard? And then someone's like, what kind of name is that? And he's like, it's a 25th century name. <laughs> Um, I don't get, though, how, like, um, moving really fast can change your suit from yellow to red. Some things just can't be explained. Okay. (laughs) It's just cool. Fair enough. I guess. It's just cool. And that's all we need sometimes. I would, I would rather that they not bother trying to get any deeper into it. Because I, I can only, like, do so much with... The speed force as a term and a concept. (laughs) I do have like a practical question though. So Thawne is from his timeline. Yeah. And then he said that um, Barry or whatever 
the Flash is the reason why um, everything changed. Yeah, but only he knows that they're that he's the only one that's been in both timelines. So how does Thawne know both timelines? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's just because like they share the time space. Yeah, or like or whatever. Because looking back, like I'm assuming that in the beginning of the movie, like after Zoom fails to like blow up the city, he's like taunting Barry over like, oh, you couldn't save your mom. Like, right. And that's the moment when Barry does that. Like he probably goes home and he's like, like, you know, raging to himself. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go back and save my mom. And Zoom like intentionally did that. Right. Like he was gaming him. So he... But that doesn't he, mean you would be in the same... Well, to me, it was just You wouldn't be like, traveling together. No. I don't... I don't know. I, I think I, it... I'm going to track it up to they share. They're always going to be in the same state because they are both accessing the same speed thing. Seems right. I'm going to make that up. Yeah. It just feels like, to me, Zoom is that kind of guy... He just always knows. He's always it's a step Professor ahead. Zoom Professor Zoom. To you, Excuse me. Uh, yes, I will put some respect on his name. The uh, the resistance. I already mentioned the grifter is part of the resistance, but I really enjoyed those guys. Yeah. I like. The, there's a character named Canterbury Cricket. Yes. What's, what's that all about? I like, know. I, I was like, I love it. <laughs> He's got an accent. Like I love this guy. That also like what uh in my opinion, DC excels in, and what I understand, like, on the CW shows, even though I haven't watched all of them, they don't shy away from using characters like this. Right. Like, when else are you going to use them? Right. Like, uh, well, there's, there's Killer Croc, there's, there's King Shark and Suicide Squad. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I think there's, like, another... Victor Crumb, as I call him. There's, like, a, a telepathic ape? Well, there's the polka dot guy. (laughs) Yes. Like... All that stuff, like, they lean into it, and I love it. And, you know, a little bit team like this is also a great place for them to be included. I They also, I feel like, they've been, like, I think DC just has a lot of weird characters, because I feel like also in Black Adam, like, that team was, like, weird. Yeah. Very goofy, like, extremely comic booky in their villains, their names... And their, like, outfits. Like, I just feel like they have so many more characters than Marvel. Feels like it. Like, I feel like we've learned, we've met all of the characters we're going to meet. I know that's not true, especially in terms of villains, but in terms of, like, superheroes, I feel like we're we're at, we're coming to the end. Yeah. I mean, I think there are more out there. Uh, They just need to be on board with getting into, like, the less grounded ones and really, like, embrace the crazy shit. Yeah, I want to know when they're brave enough to redo Howard the Duck. <laughs> but, like, they've already even introduced him in this universe. Yeah. But, like, they keep they keep those kind of characters in their own little corner. Yeah. So, we'll see if that changes. Yeah, um, James Gunn's corner, which makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> I think that this version of uh, this Thomas Wayne not being a doctor but being a casino owner and having a private jet with a fully stocked bar on it instead of, like, a bat plane... Yeah. It's very funny. Like, as if there... Well, I was going to say as if Bruce wasn't, like, cynical enough. But this is, like, a very different very kind different, of cynical. Yeah. 
Like This is I, I lost my child cynical. Yeah. Like Bruce is cynical, but he's not like as bitter in right. some ways. This one is very much like yeah. He he doesn't see the good in anybody, which is why he kills. He's not like also as privileged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I really like how quickly we get to this like giant fight of like I, I'm I was like losing the thread of like who was with Aquaman, who was with Wonder Woman, who was with like the government. Yeah. And then like, there was like this fourth resistance and I, and then it was like it doesn't matter, everyone's just killing everybody. Yeah, starts starts shooting and flying around. Yeah, because we find out that like Lex and Cyborg are like both working for the president and right. they they all have their own missions. And I guess like Steve Trevor was probably also allied with them. Also, don't know what Hal was doing. He, like... He was it, flying a ship. Yeah. And then I forgot what happened. He, like, died. I, I assumed. He was, like, going to crash it into the thing but that, they like uh, shot Captain Adam is. But, like, Aquaman, like, used, like, a giant sea monster. Or, like, a whale okay. or something and ate him. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's because... I think like they in just the had regular, to be like Hal's here too. Yeah, in regular continuity, I think Hal Jordan is like a fighter pilot. Yeah, but I've seen Green Lantern. Well, I forgot, but <laughs> like in this alt universe, I don't know why he wasn't. Because everything shifted. Yeah, they said like the ring went off into the sky. Like I don't think they got there oh, in time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he never got there to collect it. Yeah. Um. And speaking of that... Which means he never got to be with his boyfriend. <sighs> Devastating. I was, like, wondering to myself, around the same time that Barry brought this up, I was like, why would this stuff have changed because of what Barry did? Like all Right, like, you would about- think it's because Bruce died. Like, yeah. that's the center of it. Like, the whole thing with, like, Superman being like a prisoner and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I was like, yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. But I thought the like time boom thing was actually really cool. Yeah. Cause like, like everything just, yeah. Like we know shifted. everyone knows about the butterfly effect from like that point forward, things change. But the fact that like, yeah, a ripple goes in both yeah. directions. That's really cool. It's almost like the earth axis like changed. So like everything moved, like everyone just took three steps to the left. Yeah. And then that yep. changed. Everything. Fucked everything up. Like, and, the bullet went to Bruce instead of them. And, yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, literally. You know, like, that kind of thing. And everything went the worst possible way. It's the darkest timeline. <laughs> or is it? Eh, it could probably get darker. I don't um, know, One of the most disbelieving things that they introduced in this is that Aquaman was, like, beating Diana on land. Like, he wasn't even using water. I'm like, there's no way that he would be toe-to-toe with her like this unless they were on water. I don't know. I don't know. I I have a very poor understanding of Aquaman's skills. Well, I right. I'm only basing it on Jason Momoa, and I feel like he's kind of weak. I think they've, like, downplayed him a little bit, especially compared to uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Like, she's, like, a tank. Well, so, Wonder Woman is, like, that is Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, She's, like, sure. Superman. yeah. But I, she's I, a god. I guess, like in some ways, like Aquaman is too. Like I do think is he I've a seen god? Her. Not a god. She's like a god. God like, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. 
they had to they had to have them on somewhat equal footing, I guess. Otherwise, it wouldn't really make any sense. Because otherwise, Wonder Woman would have won this war years ago. I'm just saying, like hand to hand combat. Yeah. Well, she should have been. Yeah. She I mean, did, she, she does beat him. Off. Yeah. But there was a moment where he's like throwing her around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that fight was a uh, was pretty wild. There's a lot going on. And I didn't take that many notes on it. Yeah, I've I've set all my notes actually. I was just I was settled in at that point. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Skinny Superman. I'm excited to watch more of these. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, Skinny Superman who's just looking for a friend. It's so sad. I liked that. And his friend fucking dies. <laughs> all of his friends. Sad. I do think um, this was like an interesting insight of what I think Snyder was trying to like allude to with the alt universe with Superman. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's like different, but you know, I, I just thought like, Oh, I see. I get it now. Totally. Cause I didn't really like it when it was introduced. Well, in justice league. That's Cause he was trying to have his cake and eat it too. If you want to do something like this, it deserves and has to be introduced in more than just like a five minute little dream sequence. Insane right. into the pot of another movie. Also, like that, he really just was using that as a basis to kill Superman. It's like we don't want you to kill Superman, though. It was, yeah, we want you to kill Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that there's all these like hashtag Restore the Snyderverse people out there, and it's even more now that James Gunn is taking over and just telling them all that they're not getting what they want. Look, Snyder's universe was kind of boring. It was kind of boring. It was kind of bad. The plan was bad. And even if his plan had been able to come to fruition with like a two-part Justice League, where was that plot going to go? Right. Because I can almost guarantee you it was going to be like a shitty, hastily done wrap-up before the end of the second Justice League. Like that was not going to be the future of the DC universe. Well, right, they were going to go back in time with the Flash. And then yeah, we would have like wasted all of our time but on then, this. But but we saw that. We already saw him going back in time. Yeah. And seeing Batman and being like, "Am I too early?" Yeah. It, it's it's too bad because I don't think Zack Snyder is the right person to do any of those movies, but in in an ideal world where a DC universe has been like uh doing well for a couple of years, you would be afforded the, the opportunity to, like, adapt parts of this story in a cool way using characters that people know. Uh, but they decided that they were going to do that in the second movie in their right. universe. Just which is do just, a Justice League. Don't do a future thing. So unnecessary. I mean, we're really beating a dead horse here. I know. But the point stands. Anyway, <laughs> I just liked seeing this out of context of anything else. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's very, it's just like fresh. It felt like I was like enjoying a comic. Yeah. Like now I feel like I've seen, I've read a comic. Yep. I also thought it was nice, although frustrating that we didn't get to hear it, but the letter from yeah. Thomas to Bruce. What a tease. I know, but still really cool. What is this, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? Like we can't know no. what it says. Good one. <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, I'm happy for Bruce. I think that was a nice moment. I'm happy for Thomas too. Apparently there's a post credit scene, which we didn't watch the post credit scene. I thought we did. Mm, uh, in a post credit scene, a boom tube oh, no. opens in space above Earth and a horde of parademons emerges, <gasps> which are Darkseid's little winged shits that we saw in the Justice League movie. 
So I guess that is a lead into the second movie. All right. We'll be good to go then. It'll probably be a while before we watch it, but yeah, we got a fairly. We will full be watching schedule. as everyone is clamoring for us to do Green Lantern. Yes, can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> Love me I am too. some Ryan Reynolds. Love me some Blake Lively. I enjoy that movie. I know people hate it. I think it's fun. It's gonna be a fun one to talk about. I don't like it as much as like Fantastic Four, but I like it in the same way that I like Fantastic Four. Yeah. We watched it relatively recently and I still forgot everything. So. I know. <laughs> I said he's a pilot. Yeah, I really should have known that. He's like got a nephew and he's like, here, here's a plane. And his brother's like, we don't want you around him because you're a bad influence. I don't even need to watch the movie anymore. I just got it. Could be a niece. I think it's a nephew. <laughs> All right, we'll find out in a couple of weeks then. But uh, yeah, we really enjoyed this this film and getting into this new little pocket of the DC universe. So we'll we'll keep it moving in a couple of months. Yeah. So thanks again to Donnell for suggesting it. Yes, much appreciated. Thank you. And if you if other folks have suggestions, you can reach us on Instagram at Into the Superverse. You can email us at into the superverse at gmail.com. Yes. Is it into the Superverse Pod. It might be. I don't know. I haven't checked the email in a while. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hit us up on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time, we, we are, are out of the, the Superverse. superverse.